Right, welcome to the Bear Tiger Podcast 2023. This is episode 21. Going to welcome my esteemed guest today, Joshua White. How are you? I'm good, mate. Thank you very much. And uh, Mark Raven. Hi, guys. Uh, yeah, feeling good. So, just a little comment. Actually, I, I had a bit of feedback from some one of the listeners who I played golf with the other day, and he actually said that they felt that like I didn't introduce you guys well enough. Oh, okay. No, didn't know the names, and they quite liked some of your points. You said so. I'd like to know a bit more about you. So, Josh. Tell us about yourself. Well, you sprung this on me here. Right on the spot, yeah. (laughs) No, well, uh, okay, I'll do it. So Josh is a professional golfer. Correct. Ex-touring professional. Correct. Played a bit of Challenge Tour and a bit on the European Tour. Very good amateur as well. Won the Berkshire Trophy. Yeah. Say that, yeah. He's done that. He's done that. And now he's a a very good coach. So if he offers any tips on here, you should definitely listen to him because he knows what you're talking about most of the time. Thanks, and, mate. Yeah, no problems. Yeah, no problems. Easy. Cheers, mate. And uh, Mark Raven, do you want to go? Or should, oh, I'm happy to. Oh, let, let's hear your version. Yeah, yeah. So Mark Raven, <laughs> also a professional golfer, a friend of mine for many, many years now. Probably had 20 odd years now, isn't it? Yeah, it would have to be. Yeah, yeah. It's, it's quite a long time. So now you, you caddy and help people with their performance. I'd say you're, you're more than a, just a caddy. You have an amount of clients and you help them with their game all the way through, right? Yeah, true. I mean, I would class myself as a performance mentor. Now, mentor, there we go. Bosh, what a term! And a massive car enthusiast and music as well. Yep, true. Yeah, yeah. the the man has he has the cleanest car, probably in Surrey. (laughs) And we used to go to car meets back in the day, and not last year, like 20 years ago. He used to take his wheels off and clean the inside of them individually. (laughs) (laughs) Too too much time on my hands. (laughs) No, those are the days. No no, no time for that now. No, absolutely not. Although, I I still won't let anyone else. In my car my yeah. my cars well in the 20 years that we've known each other it would never have made it through a car wash or to any of these car wash places that have popped up i just won't i just can't do it the amount of times i've seen these guys drop a chamois or something on the floor and then just carry on off they picked it up it just makes me cry so yeah. it's not having it and also the gear they use to clean the cars it's like paint thinners it looks it works on the spot but yeah. two years down the line there's going to be no lacquer left on your car mate so if you ever get a car from mark raven it's gonna have the best paintwork yeah Ever. You're like massaged. Yeah. It's yeah, a yeah. special shampoo. Josh, you like that? Do you always only wash your own car? No, I actually got it clean today and pants did by one of them pop-up car washes. <laughs> <laughs> oh, good man. So um it's the start of twenty twenty three. Did you boys have a good good Christmas, Josh? I had a lovely Christmas. I had actually had a uh, almost a couple of weeks off really. Spent a bit of time with Kate. And with my little boy, who's now two. So I enjoy putting the footprints out for a, the big man come in and stuff like that. So it was really nice. He enjoyed that. Yeah, he loved it. Yeah. He still believes, still believes. He still believes. And we had a nice little trip down to Portugal, down there, didn't we, to the Costa Terra Resort in yeah. Lisbon for, what, four, three rounds of golf? Yeah, three, three rounds. rounds of golf, four that days. Was, that was my Christmas. That yeah. was my Christmas present, that one. That's a proper Christmas present, that, isn't it? Oh, man. We've been there a couple of times now, and it is what a place that is just, just one of the best golfing experiences that you could have. I was literally saying to Mark earlier, because he said about that we went down there and I said, it's hard to explain because the clubhouse has still not been built, mm. but it's still the best golfing experience place I, I've been to, yeah. that I've had. It's hard to explain that to someone. Yeah. I mean, it really is. Everything you could want, like food and beverage wise is there and the service and how everyone looks after you. But you know what? One bit I really love is when you arrive in the morning and... Uh, your clubs are already down, ready to go, but everybody gets their own golf cart. 
Like there's no like having to share a golf cart. It's just that yeah, your club's on your cart. Get the Bluetooth on. Get the speakers on. Whatever drink you want on there, and off you go. Yeah, drive it straight onto the range. Yeah, don't have to two. turn the cart path. You can drive right up to where you hit balls from. Yeah, it's good at the short game area. Unbelievable. Um, Which is uh, Black Cat, isn't Black it? Cat, Michael yeah. Jordan's um, yeah. performance company. Is it Michael Jordan's performance company, or is that the one they've got at his place to grow twenty three? Because I kind of Black Cat might make me think it's Tiger. Yeah, but yeah. I think we probably maybe would have heard if Tiger did that sort of thing. That's that's what I was told, yeah. but that kind of makes sense now you said that. But yeah, mate, it's gro- the Grove, isn't it? Grove twenty three, where he so he had the, the first, the first short game area, which was like specifically designed isn't it, for performance and and for training. So like you got one angle, you pitch to what the two or three greens, and you got like dead easy shots up a hill, kind of into yeah. a slope where you could just you know work your technique from a few different lies. And then where the other hitting areas are from, are kind of across the greens, aren't they? So yeah, even the grains. Different down pitches grains, and down into grains. grains. So you've got to work shots in from different shots, like maybe mini 40-yard cuts and draws and spinny yeah. ones and high ones. If you've got all that about you, I mean, most people try not to duff it. <laughs> the, best, um, the best thing I think about that short game area is the name of the grass. 007 Bent is the name of the grass. Nice. That's pretty cool, isn't it? <laughs> yeah. That is pretty cool. Yeah, they love it. Yeah, so maybe we'll be able to share something else within the near future. We've got some, Josh and I some news. It's kind of working on at the moment, so we'll, we'll get to that in the next couple of pods, which is hopefully down a similar sort of route. But yeah, we'll leave that one just for now. But yeah, being a performance man that Mark is, you'd absolutely love this place. Mm. Well, we'll show Mark all the pictures and we'll maybe put one or two pictures on the on Instagram. Yeah. Little, little secret locations. Yeah. A step above IMG when we were there, I can only imagine. That was cutting edge at the time, wasn't it? At the time, yeah. So Mark and I, so this is when we kind of first like became really good mates, really, about 20 years ago. Yeah. We went down to the Bolateri Academy, which is a IMG Academy, and the Bolateri was the name of the whole place, wasn't it? Like yeah, campus. well, that was because the, it started off as just tennis, didn't it? Yeah. Like Bolateri sort of base, and then it branched out with golf. And ba- basically, it got to the point where we were there, it covered pretty much every mainstream sport that they played in America, so... Yeah, it's a mega place. So Nick Bolateri being, is he the best or is he's one of the most world-renowned tennis coaches? Yeah, right? Ricky, yeah, exactly. And there would be stars who we know are stars now, there as youngsters just training and sweating their asses off. Yeah. You know, every afternoon just on the court, just like, you know, ripping around. And I remember watching one day, I think it might have been Sharapova. I remember he was standing on one side with a, you know, a big bucket of balls. And she's on the other side, like dripping with sweat. And he's just like making her run like the whole time. And he must have said to her one more for probably like 30 minutes. Yeah. And she just like, was just having it basically. And it was interesting. It's interesting way to see now, now being a coach, seeing what goes into becoming an expert and being elite. And it was as much as he was obviously training her to have a technique, just pressing a young star's resolve yeah. like that when they want to give up and they could hardly run and hardly move and, you know, sweating and it's hot, just going up one more, yeah, one more. I guess that's where the stars are born. Yeah. And we were lucky enough, actually, in the program that I was in, we got to spend a bit of time with him. He did a few sort of talks, seminars, whatever you want to call it. And we got some one-to-one time with him. And he's a, he's a hard guy. Like you say, he pushes people really hard. And he was a key factor in our conditioning. So 
20 years ago to have a bunch of kids conditioning on top of the range stuff and the mental stuff was, was again, cutting edge. But so he came to a few of our training sessions in the gym and was just directing basically and pushing us harder and harder because the golf side of things, the coaches weren't necessarily so in tune with that. So he was the driving force at the beginning. And then obviously they picked up pace and like TPI come along, et cetera. But yeah, he was a driving force big time up there. What? So he'd be in there kind of like kicking your ass a bit? Basically, yeah, yeah. He'd be coming right up into your face, like in whatever it is, the third or fourth rep of it, and, and just be like, go, go. Imagine like a Gary player, like right. yeah. positive, but like really firm and yeah. like great inspirational guy to have yeah. access to. That's a memory, definitely for me. Yeah, yeah. I mean, it, it was some place really. As you said, it was kind of ahead of its time. The first time I went there, you had to go off site and go to a like a local driving range place and there was like a chipping green and so forth, not at a golf course. And then obviously when we went back, it was like a proper athlete's kind of campus. Yeah, that, that's it? where Millsy started as well. I remember yeah. first going out there and seeing that facility you were talking about and it was it was pretty good. Yeah. And that's where I met Millsy. And then, yeah, next time I come out, it was yeah. all the spandoody one. Kind of ahead of its time, but I've yeah. Got, I've got a great story for another time from the, about the NFL draft players that have went you? there as well, yeah. Do you want to give it to us now? Yeah. I'll, Go on. So every year they they have the NFL draft in America and the, the IMG sort of candidates. The draft being where they, college players go and then they all train and go through certain tests. Exactly. They get data on them, don't they? So then the professional teams can then choose them. Yeah, and the IMG, the guys that were sort of being teed up to be taken care of by IMG if they made it into the professional ranks, they used to send the group of their guys to the academy for the two to three weeks in the build-up to the draft. So they were mega, mega strict. They all stayed on site, and that's where I was staying uh, before I moved in with Garrett. And these guys, I didn't know who these guys, I knew that they were NFL players, but I knew nothing about the NFL and didn't know who they were, that they were superstars, etc. So I got chatting to a few of them throughout the meals and they were on very strict diet plans. And they, they basically found out where I was, uh, my room, and they were paying me hundreds and hundreds of dollars to go out and bring them pizzas, burgers, everything like that. Like basically just bring it into the, bring really? it into my room. And I had like a, a connecting door to one of their sections. I was in a room. At, and so I was basically just feeding all these NFL <laughs> players like outside of their meal plans, these pizzas. It was hilarious. And then I got, because I, I managed to get reasonably close to them through that. And then all the stuff, the stories, and I had access to them training in the gym and, and seeing them work in preparation. Again, it's just these things it's all part of the picture for me, like my experience, being able to see that from that age and seeing how hard the tennis people work with Boletari, how hard these guys are working with their coaches and then what we did with the Ledbetter side of things. It's just an amazing place. Yeah. I don't know what it's like now. But to be fair, hanging around with top athletes like that, like oh. just being in the presence and everyone working together, you know, that's like a, you yeah. almost, even though you're in different sports, you're all part of the same team almost. Yeah, the value that I gained from that was, yeah, incredible. And the mindset of that early on, because I, I think coming from golf, you know, you don't really have that, like, unless you do what you've done, which is like kind of leave your own country and go do it. Because I know in the UK, there's not really many places where you kind of get that support or that outlook from day one. You kind of find that later. Yeah. Like you have to either get onto the national squad or go to the States, go to college, really. Yeah. I mean, there's a couple of golf colleges, I think, which are probably trying to do that sort of thing. I only really know of the golf college down in Sussex, but I don't feel like it's not... There's it's more money, isn't there? Well, and place. also, you're not... More money for facilities and that sort of stuff. You can have the best facilities in the world, but it's the exposure to other top-level athletes, coaches, etc., yeah. guys that 
are doing it, have done it, or will be, you know, the yeah. next, that was the thing that was invaluable, really. Obviously very privileged to be able oh, to have so that So you're there, to, to, if you, everyone needs pizza, pay Mark yeah, they, 300 bucks, he'll, he'll sort you out. Yeah, that's it. <laughs> it was a good pizza. It was, it was all right pizza. All right, so let's have a little chat about what's coming up this next year. Before, actually, no, before we do that, let's go, let's go around and say, who, what were you, who are your best, one best male player and one best female player of 2022? Josh, start with you. I think you've got to go for, oh, Rory, to be fair, I feel like to get back to world number one and then I feel like he sort of lost his drive or he lost something, didn't he? Like he went away for a bit and to get that back, I think it's a big year for him to get that back and then to get back on top. So fair play to him for that. And then um, I'd say Nelly Corder for me. Oh, I don't know, Lynn. Do you know what? I'm going to say Lynn Grant. Okay. I'm going to yeah. go, I'm going to go Lynn. Just for the dominance. Just for being good every week. And for keeping a card on the LPGA for not even playing one event on the LPGA. Yeah, I wonder what's happened with the older, it has to do with her not getting vaccinated, isn't it? Not allowed yeah. into the US. But doing, That's still a thing. You need to be vaccinated to go to the yeah, US. Yeah, unfortunately, yeah. yeah. Yeah, fair enough. He's thrown Mark. Who's yours? <laughs> I mean, it's hard to look past Rory, isn't it? His season last year, for so many reasons, was so impressive. So I'd, I'd have to go for that. And then I'll go away from Nelly Corder because, again, she's the obvious choice. But Charlie Hull, it was nice to see her win mm, over in the great. States again this year. And I think, hopefully for her, that'll be the springboard for a really, really good 2023. I'd like to see that. She's she's great. Yeah. Um, mine, I'm going to say, like, moving away from the the Rory kind of subject for me, Tony Finau just off of kind of a bit of a coming of age towards the end of the season. We know he's an amazing golfer and it seemed like when the players moved across to the live tour, he kind of stepped up. And I think maybe, you know, there was a few other guys coming through that young lad, uh, Tom Kim. He's been quite exciting. The youngster, you know, that was good to see him do that and kind of come in with a bit of energy, but I really, I mean, I was doing some, you know, doing a bit of the media training, and they were talking about going back through some of the stuff I did on Sky. And when you get certain players, you get to talk about or do the analysing and sort of stuff. Or when you talk at the beginning of the show, like Henny will say, like, who's your pick for this week? And pretty much if Tony Finau's in the field, I just pick him. So I'm just going on the fact that I just like him a lot. <laughs> He's a bit of a ledge, isn't he? He's funny on social media. He's good, lad. Um, and then in the women's game, I'm going to say, I think, you know, there's like that young Thai girl, Titikun. She's kind of like, you know, she grabbed that world number one spot I think twice now she's won a major I just think she's got a really good game again like obviously Nelly Corder is like she's the business she's absolutely brilliant you know but moving away trying to find someone else who's not Nelly Corder because she's got a perfect goal swing and all that sort of stuff I think Titikin I think think she's going to have a really good year this year she won a major last year then she's grabbed the world number one spot this year so I think for someone so young I think that's going to be a pretty big build-up. Josh, you seemed like you didn't even know who that was. I had no idea who that was. She's a JL ambassador. Is she really? Yeah. yeah. Oh. Cool. Whoops. <laughs> you know now? Yeah. <laughs> I just think the name would have stuck out if I heard it before. Well, her name is like, it's, if you read it, it's like Titikul. Okay. But apparently you, you pronounce it Titikun. Okay. So there's a, if it ever comes up. So a bit like Sahih Tagala. Yeah, I'm glad you said that yeah. one. <laughs> I was going to say him, but would it? <laughs> Sahif Tringali. There you go. Yeah, so mate, no one's even mentioned like Smith, Cam Smith. Like, just because, is it? Who? Exactly. Who? But he had an unbelievable year, really. Yeah, which kind of brings on to the next point, really. Like, 
I know everyone's talked it to death, but I think uh, I, I feel like Liv has turned a bit of a corner. We've kind of gotten past, is, is, is it going to be a thing? Yeah, it is a thing. This time last year, it was like, is it going to be a thing? And we were chatting a bit earlier about the PGL. Yeah. And was that going to be a thing? And what is it? And then all the field drama. And then it's like, then it became a thing. Then it was like, you know, a bit of a forbidden fruit, wasn't it, for a while? And it seems like now people are kind of getting past that now, right? Yeah, 100%. Like you said, the biggest point there is that it actually is a thing now. I don't know when it's going to start up again or anything like that or who's playing no it, but I, I would 100% watch it. Definitely. You're going to tune into YouTube and get yeah. it flying. Yeah, it's cheaper. Is there still time for a deal or is that off the table now for 2023? Oh, it's a pretty tight turnaround. For you to play. <laughs> <laughs> I, I'm hoping that there's still time for that deal. If the agents are still listening, there's still time. Um <laughs> No, I mean from the TV. Went to um, Terry twenty years ago. Yeah, exactly. I'm, re- I'm, I'm ready. I'm ready. <laughs> I am ready. No, from the TV sort of side of things. I mean, obviously these guys need a long time to prepare. So I, I'm assuming that 2023 as a season again is not. No one's going to cover that. So it's YouTube again. It seems like at the moment there's no, been no networks have taken yeah. it just yet. But I guess because it's YouTube and it's kind of free, they can pivot and do that at any point really. Yeah, yeah. Because they, they want to and get it right. Open, yeah. And I'd heard rumblings of like. Which sounds quite interesting because of the way they do it. They've kind of got a, a chance of actually going toward different audiences via different avenues. So, like, we all consume golf, like you and Murray, you know, Rob Lee, Nick Doherty, that side of things from European golf, and then, you know, American golf, Faldo and Jim Nance and people. But if there's like a younger generation, they can now like have a channel, like a YouTube channel where Liv comes through, but it could, it's run by like influencers, not like, let's say, like Rick Shields, but like, someone who's like a golf influencer who the youngsters kind of know. Yeah. And they can like sit, so the, so the youngster can sit there and watch that golf with like influencers and, and younger people like commentating on it. And then you can go to another channel, which could be for like the more traditional brilliant watcher. Idea. Great idea. Yeah. Brilliant, brilliant idea. Mark sent me a, um, a profile on Insta of the guys that they, they're comedians and they're also, I think they got a pod. They're also influencers yeah. as Country well. Country club golfer or something. Something, and something, and something like that. And they go into the, when they do the interviews and the press conferences and they give them all the funny questions and the yeah. hard questions of banter. And it is good. Like it's proper funny to be yeah. fair. And they, do, they do the back off challenge as well. I, I, I'll look at them. I think it's the country club something. Um, but they they do a thing called the back off challenge where in the pro-ams and practice rounds, they, they pick a tee and they literally rip into these guys and in the hope that they can get them to get back off the back. shot oh, or really? a bright crack up or things like that. <laughs> they did one on Trump and ripped into him. He How did he take with, it? So, okay. Like he hit right. the shot and he just sort of walked on. But there are yeah. some guys that, you know have a look back at them and just be like, whoa, yeah. that, that was a bit much. And some yeah. guys will laugh it off and yeah. they've got some good inside info on some of the players because they're quite friendly with them. So it's, yeah. it's but it just to your point though, it, it's a different way of consuming it. I think that sounds like a great idea. Like you say, I, I'm imagining it as like when you log into YouTube, it's got it live as one thing. Yeah. It could almost have four or five different versions. You can have your, but also, your old uh, man version, yeah. your middle class. Like a Twitch live stream down the side as well of everyone like What's chatting that? and What's talking. Well, like a, a chat? Yeah, it's a chat. It's, it's a live stream chat. But you could type on it. Yeah, you can type on it, yeah. God, that, what a shocker that was. Yeah, exactly, yeah. yeah. Well, we knifed that. Look at the raz on that. <laughs> Look at the razzle on that. Because it is it's quite interesting. Now, you know, this this team aspect, which I hope that hope they can sort out the Ryder Cup because uh, that team aspect in golf is like probably the best yeah. show we get to see. 
And if the other tours can somehow embrace like getting the team aspect in there, because uh, like, that seems for them like that's going to be their low hanging fruit, really, because that's a, that is a USP, isn't it? I think the biggest step to that has just happened, and that is the Masters of Augusta allowing the live players to play, mm. and I think that's the first step towards that. That, that's massive, isn't it? That is a real big piece of news, I think. Yeah. That's a shift. It's funny because I think maybe everyone else is kind of waiting for to see what the Masters said. Everyone yeah. was been a little bit like, oh, I wonder what they're going to do. Because if anyone's going to do it, they can they can do what they want to do. And yeah. they've taken that. But they haven't said that. They've only said for this year, right? They're not come out and gone like, oh, we don't care about all that. I they've think the dust would year. just settle. I, I think that's it now. If there was a year that they wasn't going to be allowed to play, I think it was this one. I reckon. Yeah. Oh yeah, I agree. And I think the PGA Tour must have been, when that press release come out, they must have been a bit of a head in hands moment for the PGA Tour. I would have thought that they would say that their relationship would have stood, stood strong and yeah. they would have helped them out there, but they haven't. And and I think the Masters tend to make some pretty punchy calls on the way they do things and it tends to sort of form the path moving forward more often than not. Not everything, but they, they yeah, I, th- I think that's a big... Yeah, big was. moment in, in the probably, whole live. Take it back tour. a bit, actually. The RNA came out and said that they were going to stay open, didn't they? Right. Yeah, I think the RNA were the first people to say. To be fair to them, actually, so like we're going to the rules haven't changed. Like if you qualify, then you're in. I think, I think so. But yeah, if anyone was going to say no, it seems like it was going to be the Masters. So we'll see where they go from there. Well, I guess the USPGA now is the one, isn't it? We'll see what they do because mm. you'd have to say the US Open and probably have to follow suit with the RNA with their. They all will. Yeah. Yeah. But the US PGA is the players one, isn't it? So it could be. Yeah. Well, the PGA is run by the PGA of America. So again, it's still another entity. Yeah, oh, true. Yeah, the it's PGA not the PGA Tour. Tour. Yeah. 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 yeah, no, you're right. Like, the name type sounds kind of the same, doesn't it? But it's still another entity. Going back to your point, though, with the Ryder Cup, all, obviously all the points is what needs to be sorted out, isn't it? How are they going to earn them points? Yeah. Because you think even if they let them have points from this point onwards, point. Would, they, would they have enough time to make it? But I guess in Europe, live players can still play, can't they? So at this, uh, to this point, they can still be accumulating points. Yeah. And uh, I guess they got that appeal pending in uh, February where they get to see if they can carry on playing on the European Tour or, or DP World Tour or not. So I guess that would be quite telling. Yeah. Like you but, say, though, I just hope they get, get that system sorted out because the Ryder Cup is... Okay, then here's a question. What? Do you even want the players in the Ryder Cup? Yeah, 100%. I want yeah. the best players in the Ryder Cup. Yeah, yeah, I agree. And there's definitely a handful of players that are still the best players, obviously on the live tour, aren't they? Yeah, yeah, definitely. Just just going back one step there, you said the European tour in February have got that ruling. Yeah. I mean, what happens there if it goes the wrong way and live players are allowed to keep playing? They've, they've got an alliance with the PGA tour. Like what, what happens there? Yeah. I mean, <laughs> weirdly, like from a fan point of view or from a, a selfish point of view, just, just watch purely just watching golf. Like you kind of hope they'll be allowed to, because then I reckon they they will then see like people like Cam Smith, you know Dustin Johnson play in Europe. But it doesn't work out great for the guys who have just got their card, yeah. And they would be maybe be pushed back, but it's going to be pretty cool. It's an Open Champion playing in the Spanish Open, yeah, and at a lower, but it, or something but it, like that. It could be literally the last Open door to sorting this out somewhat amicably, because if. If that goes that way, let's say, then the PGA Tour might somewhere down the line have to soften there. Whereas if it goes, the Liv can't play anything, then it's the ball's back in the PGA Tour's court and in its kind of, the door's been closed. Yeah. So it could be a really interesting development there in February to look forward to. That, that again, could just open up things 
to something completely Isn't it amazing though that this you wouldn't think we're having this conversation a year ago yeah well it's already come so far like yeah. I don't think liver sweating I think they're like, just rubbing their hands together. Yeah. That they've got this far in yeah. a short period of time. Well, they know they've got on their structure, they've got what, two more years. So 23, 24, and then they run out of money uh, if someone doesn't come on board to buy the rights, yeah. et cetera, et cetera. So they've got another two years where they know that they, they will exist regardless yeah. of what happens. I, so. I just hope they sort out the drop off for who plays in, like the order of merit and like the tour school side of it. And the, I, ho- I hope they sort it sort out. So, like, if the bottom players that don't play tour. very well, like, they drop off, where do they go? The like, Live Tour. The Live Tour. Yeah. Like, just so they've got somewhere to go, yeah. you know? And they then to, the they have to go off and spend their millions or something on their own. Yeah, well, <laughs> not this year, though, really, is it? Like, you think we know a couple of the players that have probably played one or two events yeah. and not been invited back, yeah. and their career could be over from the other events. Like, yeah. Which, you know what? There's their choice, though, isn't it? Like, yeah. if it'd gone well, they would have upsided on millions and millions of dollars, and you don't, and that's... Guess that is kind of golf, isn't it? Like they yeah. made that choice and they have to do it. Yeah. They, what, they've done it. I wonder if yeah. those guys like that can then say, okay, well, I haven't, I've been kicked off the live, for example. So they sort of renounce their membership or whatever it yeah. is. And then say at the end of 2023, I'm going to apply to, I'm going to go to tour school for European tour or corn ferry or whatever it is. I guess that's the bit they need to sort out. I wonder if that's, if that's an option, out. you know, whether you do get a second bite at the cherry. Yeah. Most. And also, like, if they do get banned, like, it's unlikely it would be lifetime bans or not. It'd be a, yeah. be a ban and a fine for a certain amount of time. Yeah, because then you you are starting to mess with people's livelihoods, aren't you? Yeah. Yes, they've made a decision to play one over the other, but in the example of someone that's dropped off and and won't have the opportunity to get back on the live, you can't ruin that guy's career. Like, he's still a professional golfer. He still needs somewhere to play. It's Weird though, isn't punished, it? But if like, you know the rules, took, if you've they, been told that's the rule that, and you, yeah. you make the decision, I, I get what yeah, you're saying. Yeah. On the other hand, it's like, it's our, you know, it's, it's our ball, it's our game. Mm. We told you, if you're going to go over there, you can't play in our game anymore. Like, you know, yeah. it's not as if they've gone there and been like, oh, I didn't realise this was going to, I was going to get fined or I didn't realise I wanted to add back in. Like, Yeah, it's a fair point. It's yeah, fair point. Everyone's kind of been told, haven't they? World rankings already been done though as well. That's the other thing. Yeah, that's the, that's the part in it, which is like really making it a bit messy now, and it right. Like we're talking about Cam Smith. Like Cam Smith's going to be, he'll get to a point where he'll start tumbling down the rankings really quickly because yeah. not playing at the moment. He's kind of holding the space. Where is he now? He's got to be what I think. I still think he's fifth or something. Is he really? Well, maybe third. Yeah, OWGR. So a quick look. View current ranking. Yeah, he's third. <laughs> third. I mean, this, that's going to drop off pretty quick, isn't it? Yeah, Everyone around him. It goes McElroy, Scheffler, then Smith, then Cantley, Rahm, Shoffley, Salatoris, Justin Thomas, Fitzpatrick. Like, he'll start falling outside of those those guys. And then he's gone. And when he wins the Masters. Yeah, then he's gone. Now, at the, um, you know how he, they took away his parking space at Sawgrass? Wow. Little whistle there. Um, <laughs> they Sawgrass still, they, they put up the flag this week of the Aussie flag. So they're still respecting that he was he's the past champion, even though he don't have to be there, and they've kind of banned him from the property. He's still got his flag up for this year at Sawgrass, so that was put up yesterday. Wow. So, yeah, I mean, yeah, the, the team side will be quite interesting. So, okay, for the Live Tour or against it? Four. Four. Okay. Yeah? Fair enough. <laughs> I'm 50-50 still. Like, I think there's some exciting stuff to go, go but... As a fan, still, you Still, like... There's a bit, the way that it's gone, it's gotten to this point just, just seems really crap. 
just seems that it could have been a much better way of getting there. Hundred percent, I yeah. agree with that. Yeah, don't and look, I'm excited for all the. I like the chat of the teams, that sort of stuff. If I'm honest, I'm probably wouldn't, not going to flick on YouTube to watch it just yet. Okay. Okay. That's where I'm sitting. Bef- before we leave right the live, it's country club adjacent is the Instagram account, country. which is well worth a follow. Actually, those guys are funny guys. Yeah, very funny. I'm going to write that down. Country and where and where can you find them? They're on Instagram. That's the account that I follow them on. Okay. But then they they are on the live golf sort of broadcasts and things like that. Occasionally, yeah. you see in the, like Josh said in the media yeah. rooms and stuff. So, all right. So just to move it away from the live chat a little bit, what PJ Tour event would you be looking forward to most in this coming year? The players. Because I'll be there. Gonna be. <laughs> Loves it. <laughs> Gutted. Um, Bush. PJ Tour event outside the major. I guess it's the um, the waste management. Yeah, you like I that? Just, yeah. Well, I like it. Just yeah. the the hype, the build up to it, and I just do love that par three, sixteenth, isn't it? Yeah, sixteenth. Um, it's becoming iconic, isn't it? Yeah. Or from, yeah, it's, it's there. It's iconic. It um, some great stuff has happened on that hole. It was funny. I was listening to a podcast the other day that did was sort of reviewing 2022 and the the two guys. Oh God, the Harry is it Harry Hinks? Harry, Harry, Joel Harry, Damon. Yeah, that's it. That that moment where they ripped uh, their gear off there. It's just stuff like that. I mean, it, it's a. I look forward to seeing stuff like that. It's a bit different. It's yeah. an amphitheatre. It's like nothing else you see throughout the rest of the year. Yeah. I mean, I know some places are trying to... Because a lot of the events, they try, they're late par three. They try and make that. Yeah. And, it's, and, it, and we noticed it quite a lot last year. It is quite good. It does get a bit rowdy, but nothing touches, gets anywhere near that waste management uh, yeah. 16th. I was very lucky to be there for that hole in one this year. On next to the green in the stands. Yeah. And for five minutes, non-stop seeing beer thrown everywhere <laughs> not just on the green the whole hole i wonder how much beer like how, what would be the amount of money of beers thrown onto the hole when that hole in one went in Ooh, yeah. how much was it how much was a beer there ten uh, dollars yeah something something like that yeah, it, it was bucks. it was a lot yeah but a few grand wasn't it yeah it's a few grand to be fair a few grand being chucked it's a decent about that when you say that. <clears throat> how about when england score in in the footballs in the world cup and everyone yeah. throws it that's the money across the country yeah. in the nation that yeah, imagine when that. you think about it yeah, but unbelievable that yeah. golf hole, that and experience is the OG, isn't it? They're the they're the ones that built it up, built it up, yeah. built it up, and then it's now you know this. Unless you go higher and higher and higher, this you can't get better than that. Yeah, that is the business for me. It would be the Bay Hill Invitational. It's a sh- like probably because of previously watching Tiger just box putts from like 25, 30 feet downhill, left to right, time and time again. So that kind of gives it a little bit of prestige, but. Just feel like it's like the first event where like the course is really, really difficult and everyone kind of comes together. That's Jack's event. That's a Memorial. Memorial. So this, yeah, this is uh, the King's event, isn't it? And Bay Hill starts the run, doesn't it? You, yeah, see, it it, does. you get a bit of good golf before, then yeah. from Bay Hill, you really feel like you're in. Yeah, you're, because you're like in waste management is still in that little realm yeah, of it's like very early. shootout, isn't it? Yeah. yeah. And it's like not, whereas you kind of find from like Bay Hill, it's a bit like, oh, I can't wang it everywhere now. Shoot 65, yeah. like I've got to like... Play some golf. Yeah, that's the bit. And if you win there, you can go on to have quite a good season, which obviously Tiger's done that. And then obviously Scotty Scheffler won the waste management, which was, you know, a bit more of a shootout, like more dome golf kind of golf. And then he goes to Bay Hill where it's just hard as nails, rock hard greens and thick rough. And then he wins there and he wins the match play. And you're like, right, so he can win match play and he can win when it's low scoring and he can win when it's tough. And then funny enough, he goes to win the Masters, doesn't he? And then becomes world number one for a while. 
which was, you know, fair play to him, but it was probably the, the most boring one on one run for say. quite a while because it's been like he wasn't, he was on it for a while, wasn't he? But then like, it was just like, can someone else just take this off him for now? That's and a make good him question, work for it. Who has been the worst number one in your eyes? That That is a good question. It's hard though, isn't it? Because everyone's... Is, is a, yeah. a strong word, but... Go on, then. Who's been your worst number I one? Yeah, I don't know. Go on, <laughs> I'd have to go through the list. Say it, go on. Because go on, I'm, I'm it. sure there's only been a one or two for a week that you never would have thought would well, we've, have been. We've had I'm this, not sure. We had this question before, didn't we? Who's had like, who was one number one for a week? The shortest reign. Oh, yeah. We had it on the last pod. Yeah, hey, don't mean that. I wonder if Mark get it. You, oh, you, Mark Kalkovecchia, was it? No, it's not. It's like that, though. It's Tom Lehman. That's it, that's right. Yeah, yeah 1996, yeah. one on one for a week. Bossed it for that whole week. Just probably around in his dressing gown on a cigar. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so who's your pick for 2023 as a breakout player? Uh, or it could be who you think it's going to press on. Like, you're allowed to say Rory. <laughs> I think as a breakout player. Or it could be, you know, because someone's been around for a while and they're going to... Triangle. Triangle, triangle. <laughs> Say he's triangle. <laughs> Tringali. Does he even play anymore? <laughs> triangle. It's, 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 it's his name, isn't it? No. Tringali. <laughs> no. Please tell me that's his name. Zane's the, only one, Zane's the only one that can say it. I can say Cameron Tringali, but that's not who you're <laughs> no, talking about. No, that's not what I'm talking about. I'm talking about Sahif. Yeah. <laughs> it is Sahif, yeah? Sahif yeah, but it's, it's true. <laughs> Josh has a real issue with uh, Sahih's second name. Go on. No, I just said it. Go on. I just said Triangle. it. Triangle. <laughs> what is it? What is it? That's Cameron. That's Cameron. Tringali. Tringali. Oh, <laughs> sorry. You know what I mean. What is it? Sahih Tagala. There you go. There you go. That geezer. Marcus. What, what, wait a minute. But why? Why? I just feel like he's obviously at a waste management. He done really well. Yep. And that was a bit of a breakthrough for him. And he was on the sponsor's invite for that week. Yep. I remember rightly. And then his results and he's... World number 43. Yeah. Like, he's just. if you look at his results, he's just snowballing right now. Mm-hmm. And he's building confidence. He's a great guy. And I, I just feel like he's just getting better and better and better. And I feel like he's just going to um, have a bit more of a breakthrough and a bigger event. Okay. And I think he's going to uh, be the name. Going to be the man. Mark? I find it hard to believe that Rory is not going to start a dominant few years. I really do. I think he's in such a great place. But one one person I think I will, I think will come back into the fray, funnily enough, is Jordan Spieth. I feel like, I know it's a bit weird, yes. but Jordan Spieth, I think he's trending in the right direction and has been for some time now. I think he was sort of sneaking under the radar. Got a theory on this, go on towards the back end of the 2022 season. And I think that if something sparks, especially maybe if he gets something going at the Masters or even earlier than that, yeah. I think you, we could be seeing Jordan Spieth become the, you know, the household name again and the marquee group guy for 2023 again, just under the radar, but he'll, he'll be there. And it'll be, I think he'll be there at the FedEx Cup. I think he'll probably be one of the guys you're talking about. Yeah. It was my name, actually. It's been oh, the um, <laughs> but, you know, he's kind of become a dad probably getting a hold of that now as well like getting all that organized as you say like he's kind of gone through a bit of a like a rough patch and like wrestled himself back and he's now like played quite well for about a year or so his long game's really good um like statistically he led like he led um strokes gained tee to green on quite a few events last year yeah yeah and if if he can well, oddly enough he's obviously known for holding big putts and being a great putter but it's been his putting that's held him back but you kind of feel like if someone's not putting very well 
that can spark up like really quick. Like yeah. it only takes one or two good weeks and he goes back to doing what he used to do where he would just hold 40 footers until He's, Michael Gray's going to pick the ball out the hole. Yeah, you know, if you're a big game hunter and you're a clutch putter, then that doesn't, yeah. when it when you're back in that position, that doesn't go away, you know. Yeah. And actually the, the brief time that I got to spend watching him and the people he was around uh, last year, he's got a great group of people around him. He's well liked mm-hmm. and everything seems very comfortable for, I'd say for him and Justin Thomas and a few other guys, they've got a brilliant sort of aura and vibe about them when they're going about their business. And I think that over a long period of time, like you say, he's weathered the storm now potentially. And he's, he's just got a great base with which to say, I know I've done it before. I've made it through this, this tough patch. Let's go again. Yeah. I I, I fully agree. I would have taken him, uh, but you've nabbed him right from, and my, so he's got to think on his feet. So I'm going to say Xander Schauffele. Just on the point, I think like I think he'll win a major this year. He's he's been really good player for a long time, and he's like really stepped into that place where he, it seemed like he was in contention for all the majors without winning. And then this last year or so, what did he win like three times last year? Mm-hmm. Like just going about his business. I think he's he's been building up something pretty. Pretty big. He just got such a good all-round game. Like he's good off the tee. He can fly his long irons. Short game's good, and he can putt. He can putt, and obviously he can close out tournaments, which is what you got to do. But I feel like it's just his, um, it's his kind of time, really. And it, but it has been chat of him going to the live tour, and he's gone against it, and he's resisted the temptation to go. And it seems like a few players that have done that have really the big players that have done it and kind of been outspoken about it have, have kind of stepped up. Mm. Whether it been like Shane Lowry or Rory or whoever. I mean, they kind of own their space. I reckon he's gonna, he's gonna be my choice. So yeah, that's uh, that's our picks. What about anything, anybody in the women's game? Or are you happy with where it all left off last year? Hope um, Lynn gets out to Lynn Grant gets out to the PJ Tour at some point. Mm. That'll be really good to see how she uh, holds Pink up out there. DM to yeah, President Biden. Yeah, <laughs> we let her in. She's well good. <laughs> yeah, I hope to see that yeah she'll be really good okay like it like it okay here's a one for you a little bit off the cuff what would be your best winter golf tip to any listeners who are out trudging through the, the slightly muddy playing fields at the moment what what would you say to somebody uh, what little tip would you give them for winter golf you wouldn't it be in summer golf anything don't duff it anything leaf ball play it like, a bit like a bunker shot leaf it out leaf it out Leaf ball um, played like a bunker shot. Okay. Yeah. What, so like hit it a bit heavy? A little bit heavy, yeah. A bit more speed. A little bit more speed. It would come out similar. Well, like a little chip or a pitch? I would say from 30 yards and in. And it'd have like no spin on it, would it? No, not loads. No. It comes out quite, it will land soft though. Yeah. But not, not rippy. I like it. Yeah, there's one. There you go. So I'll go to Mark and you come yeah. back with another. Yeah. If, if you want. Mark, do you have any? You must uh, have a little bit. Probably you know, a, a couple, yeah. I would say at this time of year, it's about just showing up. Just show up. And I would say if you're going to show up, don't be afraid to be brave and try the hard stuff, the stuff that you've maybe struggled with in the past. You've got the time to give it a go, to to address it. And I think a lot of people struggle at this time of year because of the weather or the conditions or there's they've got other other things going on. They may be slotting a different sport at this time of year that takes priority. But like I say, if if you're keen to get something going this season, at this point, it's just about showing up. If you can show up and just give it however long, half an hour, 10 minutes, whatever it is. And if you're going to do that, 
rather than just do the standardized stuff that you would normally do in the summer, whether it's just quickly running to the range and then playing 18 holes with your friends. Like if you've got half an hour or an hour, go somewhere and, and just try the difficult stuff, the stuff that you know is chipping away in the background okay. and just give it a go. Like what's, what's the worst that can happen? You're going to learn either way. So that would be it kind of. Yeah. Well, I think that like to most people I play with now, is to get them, if you could put the ego down and realise the ball's not going very far. Oh, mate, obviously, yeah. And just hit more club. And because the ball doesn't run, does it? So <laughs> you can even if you hit your five iron, you know, say if you hit your five iron and you normally hit it 170 and then you've got 170 shot, like realistically, it's probably playing 190 now. Yeah, carry, it's carry anything. distance, isn't it? Yeah, yeah the cold. Carry distance. And everything. Yeah, the amount of time you see people come up 20 yards short because yeah. they don't quite hit as far as they think they do it anyway. And then it doesn't bounce and then it's cold. Like I, would, I reckon, I reckon at the moment I'm hitting nearly, almost clubbing up using two more clubs and hitting it a bit softer. Obviously, if you're in your waterproof, you don't move yeah. as quickly, do you? Wind's a bit. Always feel yeah. the wind in the winter is always yeah. a little bit. Like if I've got 155, heavier. I would say like I'm hitting like a little, like a little chippy seven iron now. Where I normally hit my seven iron probably 170. Yeah. And the amount of people I play recently, they hit lovely shots. It's like this. 20 yeah. yards short. And you know, like you talk about with the ego, especially with the new handicap system, I feel like everyone this summer has had a field day with that. <laughs> like the standard scratch now is sort of irrelevant. There's no such thing. It's just that index and everyone's handicaps come down. Yeah. And now the weather is like worse. The golf yeah. course is playing longer. It's softer. And everyone's still got that same handicap. Yeah. But the golf course is playing that much longer. The conditions are that greens much Greens are not as good. The greens are that much slower and bumpier. Yeah. And just don't, Put yourself down if your scores are higher. Like yeah. it will come back around again in the summer, but you know, put that ego down a little bit, like you say with that. Yeah. What about like chipping it around the greens? Because it's a bit tricky, now, isn't it? Don't be scared of putting it if you're on like on the aprons before the green and it's a tight lie. Yeah. You can always putt it or have That's a play thing, around like, with a free wood or five you'd wood. Hit yeah, a chip with a wedge and the you can bounce. and, the, and the, the ground's firm, so it doesn't dig in as much. And now that thing ain't. It's not bouncing at all. It's not. It is digging in. Yeah. Just like, just get your putter out. It may not look as pretty, but like, it just guarantees you some sort of the ball going forward. Right. Or, or it's a great opportunity again if you're willing to take a chance and and try it. Is the the Rick Lewis rescue? Yeah, the Rick Lewis rescue. Yeah. You know, uh, yeah. this guy relies on this shot. Yeah, and, just use and, like like a putting stroke, but with the with the hybrid. Yeah. 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 And you know, yeah. obviously everything's a bit slower on the deck, so it gives it a bit yeah. more oomph, yeah. for less work. The Callaway used to hate it when people used to call them rescues. Yeah, well, utility it, rescue. Because it was because uh, rescue was the tailor-made rescue. Yeah, that's right. Yeah. So yeah. when you go into the toy Wait, truck, you're like, can I get one I've, of rescues? They'd be I've, like, look at you, like, like burning have, hole in you. I've made that mistake with Ian, <laughs> Peter, Seamus on numerous occasions. And you say, as you say, it's like daggers. Yeah, they literally like, spit on you like, get yeah. yeah. The other thing around the greens is like we were talking about with the carry distances. Like, don't be scared to use Give it a rip. If, if you've got a good lie, yeah. like, you can pitch it up near right the hole next to the pin, and yeah. it'll stop. Like you don't need to try and run it up because sometimes it's a bit inconsistent that bounce and you'll see people leave it 20 foot mm. short a lot of the time where it doesn't yeah. bounce and run. Just pitch well, it up near the hole. That's the thing. I think if you've got a half decent technique, then just get your wedge out and fly it all the way up there. Yeah. It takes out all the break, all the funny bounces. You don't feel confident in your technique, then yeah, I mean, get the hybrid out mm. and do that part. But then there's like a bit of a switch. And if you, know, if you kind of know that, okay, I'm not going to duff it, I think just, yeah, get your most lofty club out. Because yeah. someone put it on social media the other day about, uh, which was quite an interesting point, which something I, I agree with was like, actually, I think I think the best the best short game players I know in this day and age tend to have a club. They have one club they always go to, yeah. and then they will change clubs every now and again if need be. But they're good with that club, and they could do that. 
I think, you know, like when I see these videos, people are like, yeah, use all your clubs. Like, what? So, so what you're doing now is you're giving someone who doesn't practice once in six months, let alone practice like three, four times a week, saying to them they should use a seven iron chip and run and a hybrid and a lob wedge and sandwich and a pitching wedge and a nine iron. I, I know that going from 56 to a nine iron is like, I think I haven't practiced recently. So, why would I? People say, oh, the 9-9 bumper run is going to be easy. It's like, yeah, but I don't know what that does. Yeah, have a base. I haven't practiced, so, like, why would I do that? Because you might, you know, the ball comes off quicker or whatever. Yeah. The whole, like, use all, all your bag, I just think that is complete nonsense. I think in some scenarios it might call for it, but I, I agree with you, like, that may be one out of ten, where, you're you for, where your hand yourself. is forced, yeah. where really you've got no other option but yeah. to be clever and use the yeah. clubs in your bag. But, yeah, I, I agree that... I. You see that certainly the, the top end of the game, mm. guys are relying on one shot and using ball position or hand position on the club to yeah. alter flight and yardage. But yeah, they're relying yeah. on that um, one single loft. One thing I would say on the greens, I think this time of year is a great opportunity for guys to be more aggressive at holding, and this may sound stupid, but holding putts. I think slower greens give you the opportunity at nine times out of 10, you're putting up uphill because you you haven't got it to the hole because you've either Those chipped it short front, they? Yeah. yeah so you've got a great opportunity to start to be more aggressive not only with your the speed that you're using but your mindset as well so learning that being more aggressive takes less break and you're taking control of the part versus hoping that the break will take you you know it's a great opportunity to become more aggressive on the greens and then yeah. carry that through obviously as the speed changes throughout the really season like this time of year it doesn't really matter if you, if you, no. you can kind of, now's the time of the year where you can kind of mess up a little bit can't you well yeah and just try stuff out an aggressive miss putt will finish maybe three feet give me a longer isn't there in the winter yeah. do you not think <laughs> yeah Give me a longer. Yeah, yeah pick that up, mate. Yeah. Yeah, Everyone just would have made that in the summer. Do you think, do you not think it's hard? I think it's harder to hold putts on slow greens than it is fast greens. Do you oh, not think? Much harder. Depending on the condition, if they're bumpy, then that's a bit of a yeah. nightmare, isn't it? But if, for, why, why do you think it's harder? Because you've got, you got to hit it harder, haven't you? Yeah. You've got to hit it harder. You can mess up so the stroke. So the control of the stroke. Yeah. You've got less yeah. control of it. Yeah. Well, you're it's harder to start it online yeah. is the. You're focusing more on pace control, aren't you, versus, you know, line or... Yeah. I, I've, I always felt when I was putting on good greens, good firm, fast greens, line was the only thing I ever thought about. Because yeah. the, the pace... Just get it rolling. Just, yeah, yeah, exactly. Just get it rolling. Whereas, yeah, this time of year, you, pace comes into the equation. And then, as we all know, when everyone's thinking of three or four different swing thoughts, it just becomes harder. I don't, I don't know about you, but when we used to play the Minotaur and we'd go out to the creek and it was the first event, I always hated uphill straight putts into green. For me, I just feel like I could go, it bounces anywhere and I've got to hit it. If there's a bit of hit in the stroke, I, I don't like that. Yeah. So when you're playing into the greens and you're trying to leave yourself that straighter, to me, it just it took me a little time to work that out, but I preferred the down grain putt, yeah. downhill putt. Mm. I felt like it turned less and I actually had more chance there's, of holding there's it. There's least margin for error on uphill into the green straight. Yeah. Because if you push or pull it at all, it gets offline and then tracks offline and gets, it gets pulled offline. Whereas, as you, and you're going against gravity. So gravity is always want to pull it away from the line. Yeah. Whereas obviously if it's downhill, kind of easier because like gravity is pulling it in a straight line. Yeah. So once you get it onto that straight line, it's just like, you, just, you can just start walking, can't you? But also it the spends less time on the floor, right? You know, it's bouncing yeah. into the grain. Yeah. Yeah. Because yeah. yeah. if, you, if you like get the, like you can pull or push downhill part a tiny bit and it'd still be okay, can't it? Yeah. If you pick the right line. Yeah. 
but on the uphill one, if you pull and push it a little bit, you basically <laughs> less resistance. Uh, you know, you, you know the minute you've hit it as well. Don't you? Yeah. you know the oh, first so foot. If of you the hit it a little just, bit at the oh. bottom or out the hill, yeah. you're done. Yeah. yeah. Get out of it. But I bet you as a higher percentage of players will always try and leave themselves. Yeah. Well, let's try and find that straight uphill part. Yeah. Yeah. Right. I, I would agree with that. Yeah, definitely. Any more little gems for the winter golf? Umbrella. Take one of them. Waterproofs. Yeah, yeah. Stay warm. Yeah. Hand warmers in the pockets. Hand warmers. Yeah, but you know what? Those things. They're a pain. They're, like, they're, they're bloody brilliant when you get home at night, aren't they? You get, I mean, you've been out all day, two off at like nine. Well, you don't feel like, you're, you're trying to squeeze them, like, yeah, so it's kind of working. You don't, you forget about it for a few holes. And then all of a sudden, you walk in the door, you think, oh, my freaking leg's burning up here. And you put it out, that thing's right. roasting, isn't it? You, roasting. Where did you get your, where did you get them from? The golf club? In the morning. Pro shop, yeah. Pro shop. Right. Get some on Amazon. Yeah. When you leave in the morning, do it then. Then when you get to the golf club, they'll yeah. be warm. <laughs> do you reckon? Yeah. Okay, that's what it is. Yeah. Done. Oh, it's a little, little J-Dub, little trick of the trade for you. There you go. You, you ever done it? No, never. No. <laughs> okay, never mind. Any um, last couple of bits? Any heads gone's this week or across the Christmas period? I mean, we we have actually not potted for a month. Um, had a bit of a shutdown over Christmas. Has there been anything over this period? I would. Mark's probably got most of his house done, so <laughs> the heads gone's are off now. I, I wouldn't say anything in particular. Like just a random thing. Heads gone. So when there's a two way corridor, yeah. and then there's. The doors, right? You've got two doors, so they're walking through. So one opens one way, one opens the other. Yeah. And then, but people always want to walk through one, just one of the doors. They don't open the other one that are walking the other way. Does that make sense? So you've got them. Yeah. So they will wait for you at the door or hold the door open yeah. or coming through. You just, but mate, I'm just going to open the other door and walk through it. Like, like at the David Lloyd team. Exactly yeah. this. It's exactly where it happened. <laughs> Down the dome. Exactly. Do you know, but before the stairs and you're going up and yeah. everyone's waiting, there's a queue and it's like, yeah. Just open the other door. It's on the right hand side. Yeah, There's two doors there. Yeah, head's gone there. Yeah. yeah, I don't know if I explained that very well, but that's good. That's good. Go on, Mark. Any good ones? I'd say my only head's gone is that I wish that when you went to Daytona at Sandown and you qualify in one cart, that they put you in the same cart when you actually do the race. Oh right. Because I qualified in one cart. What was this? This was just uh, this was a couple of weeks before Christmas. Max actually, uh, Max French, uh, very kindly entertained me down there he had some vouchers uh we spun around there so we had a qualifying and a race and it was absolutely hacking it down with rain I mean, it was so much fun so hard but i qualified in one cart which was great and then i step into another cart which you know feels like it's got three wheels it's on like it it's like going for open qualifying using a set of clubs and then get to the next one so i know you can't use those yeah use these ones now yeah yeah <laughs> So, maybe, yeah. like, maybe a different golf ball. And I know Mark, and I know how much that would have annoyed you. <laughs> a minute. I, I bet you had a, you must have had a little bit of an argument, or a con- there was a conversation happened after that happened. Well, I'm leaving. For, for, I'm leaving. There was something. <laughs> Fortunately, it worked out all right in the end. But um, that first lap or so, I was just ab- in that hell. If I had any. If it was on TV and I in that helmet, it would have just been bleep, bleep. <laughs> I was having a, yeah, I'm out. That's like from Top Gear. A head off. That would have yeah. been good, wouldn't it? My head was. The head's gone. Yeah. I reckon my mini head, head's gone is now we're not part of the EU. My passport's getting filled up really quick, people's stamps. Yeah. A bit annoying. I've got a new passport, so. Especially when they stamp a clean page. Oh, when you, yeah. is there's room That's on That's bogey, others. that, isn't it? Big bogey. And also now you've got to go in the big queues and stuff. Can you tell them what page to stamp? I guess you could do, couldn't you? But you know, you know what? Like some of the passport people are like. Some of them are the nicest people you ever meet, and other people they'd maybe probably stamp it on an even worse one because yeah, you've you asked them to put it there. 
You're an inconvenience. Yeah, that is a, a big time inconvenience. Any new any new equipment for for you boys? I know Josh has gone down the little old Titleist 975D route. 975D, yeah. So Have I'm a look on his just Instagram. starting up the, uh, the Nine Club bag. And that was the first little purchase. So what's, what's the Nine Club bag? Go and tell us. So it's a nine, for me, is if I was going out to play with you boys or just casually and there is no performance involved. It's just for pure enjoyment. And I would do the same with cycling. I want to do the same with a bike. Like I'm not going out to ride fast. I'm on a recovery run. I'm just going out to enjoy the scenery and whatever else. And I would use like a vintage bike. So this is the same for me. You definitely wouldn't. You'd use your nice S-Works brand new pristine bike you just cleaned. <laughs> not ride as fast. No. You've got a vintage bike. No, maybe, maybe I would. Depends on how much my legs are in me. Yeah, Why so the nine, yeah. nine clubs back. Nine clubs as well because yeah. you can mix it up, hit different shots, loads of different flights, draws, fades, close a few gaps. Also, the bag's a lot lighter, which is nice. It helps. Strap. And it's just cool, isn't it? It's just, cool. it's just cool. And then the clubs cool. that you like, you've so wanted to use. What have you got use, then? So you've got a 975 That's the first club. Right, okay. That's the first club. So what what clubs do you use? With. So driver? I'm, I haven't quite worked this out yet. I actually had a FaceTime with Jack Norman earlier yeah. and we were chatting about the nine clubs and stuff, so... It's in, it's in the works, but um, what so do you basically, it's just like best? drop the evens or the odds out of your bag, isn't it? Really? Yeah. Is that right? Yeah. Like so, like uh, five, seven, nine. Yeah. Yeah. Three, five, seven, nine. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. But I'm thinking maybe MP. I was going to go TP 11s, but I think they're a bit too old. Right. So I think I'm go 33s. Right. Yeah. 33s. Yeah. And then that putter. I'm a bit unsure. If anyone thinks of a putter, it's got to be old. Send it? me a message. Got to be old. An old legend putter. Retro. There was a fella I worked with today who uh, had an old original oil can. Oh, um, really? Yeah. And the insert, it was mint. Yeah, it was mint. The insert, everything that it still had the oil can finish on it. it was he's kept it really nicely. That I, mean, I remember good. them head with covers. all the with the, the multiple dots in the and uh, the yep. cutout. The uh, yeah, really, really nice. Because the only time they ever used that face again was in the button back, mm. which was about 10 years later. Yeah. Good part of that button Really, back. yeah, oh, the that. button back, yeah. Because Kepka was using that for a while, the button back. Yeah. Yeah, no, really nice. Tell you what part I would put in there, one what? of your old ones, the two-ball blade rusty with a field bottom. <gasps> yeah, I don't know where it's Yeah. Going. That. Center, was that the centre-shafted one or no, was that no, heel-shafted? Was... Heel-shafted, yeah. It was a with, no, with no arm. No yeah, 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 no. That was pure. That was very yeah, nice. That yeah. was really nice. That. Are lost, you lot, is it, lost that. Don't know lost where it. it. Yeah. I bet you someone that you know has got that. Stolen that. Because yeah. I would have done that. Yeah. I've got loads of stuff that's gone missing. <laughs> loads of stuff. Like Do I, not tell I, my I've, I've like recently got a couple of sets of pre owned, pre owned, like a fancy way of saying second hand, isn't it? Um, <laughs> Callaway Legacy Blacks, which I used for quite a few years. And I had a, to be fair, I did wear the last set out. The six arm was pretty much gone, but I don't know where that set is. I don't, I've lent them to somebody. And then they've gone, and I had a set of Callaway MBs, uh, chrome ones. When I don't know because the seven iron is in our studio where we coach from, and it's like the best coaching club ever. And when you do demos, this this like bladed seven iron, you just I'd never miss a shot with it. But the rest of the clubs, three, four, five, six, eight, nine pitching wedge have all gone walkabout. So I obviously lent them somebody, and someone's now not telling me they got them because probably have to give them back. But yeah, so I've actually got a couple, a couple of sets of the legacy back. Just had one set reshafted. Alex White at Wisley, he did put the wrong grips on them, which is a bit disappointing. Um, but at least he's got decent shafts in them now, so I'll give those a little try when I go away to Dubai this weekend. Um, Dubai. Uh, yeah, have a little play around with those. Yeah, can't fancy a new driver maybe fancy. at some point. 
I don't know if anyone's if anyone's on Instagram and follows golf. I mean, Callaway have literally oh. been sicking up over everybody yeah. <laughs> social media about this paradigm drive. That'd be quite an interesting one to try out. Um, it, the the top of the driver looks a lot like the uh, stealth, doesn't it? It does look very stealthy. It does look yeah. very stealthy. They've added that uh, on the crown. Yeah. Uh, they've added this. The, I don't know. Didn't what Tate announce a new driver? Or yeah, yeah. Stealth Two's out, isn't it? Is that, is that what it's called? Yeah, stealth Two. I'm, I'm pretty it's sure it's really weird, stealthy. isn't it? How like they they like make drivers that go so much further Every on the first of January. What <laughs> every year? And also, I don't know I don't why. Get it. I don't know. Yards. I don't know why these manufacturers are making a rod for their own back. It's every every twelve months. There's there's new tech. I mean, I'm in six hundred dollars. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> it's funny because I think there there are peaks and troughs, aren't there? I think if a company has five different drivers, they'll get two of them right. One of them will be average. One of them will be decent, and one of them will be no good. And you just got to hope that you are the person that spends your money in that time. Which I guess comes back to like going getting fitted and. And you know what? I think if you're going to go and get fit for a new driver, a new club, I think driver more than anything, because that's where most of the technology is now based, is like, don't just get sold on the fact that it's a new one with yeah. the new shiny head cover. Like, it might be better, but like, don't be afraid to be like, actually, no, my one's better. Yeah. Like, just so stay on that. Like the old Taylor M2. Like, he still uses it, the first ever Rogue, which is kind of weird because I didn't think that was one of the best ones, yet he still uses it. It suits like, him, yeah. It suits you, yeah. I think what suits you. Like, just stick with it. Yeah. And don't get sold on shiny. Hence why I'm still using the M2. He's still on the M2. Uh, M2 life. Yeah. And do you know if Callaway have calmed down with the uh, variations of the driver head? Are there eight, 10, 12? Because yeah. there were eight of the last one, weren't there? It should be know. just two, right? Like a deep face, like yeah. lower spin. That yeah, but there was, was always the thing, wasn't it? And there then was, there was a slightly shallower, bigger head, more spin. Yeah. Like, like, but there were eight variations last year, weren't they? Right, yeah. Yeah. Remember Taylor made did the same thing. Yeah, like you get a TP, whatever it was. And it yeah, was there was like shapes. a diamond, double diamond, yeah. triple diamond, triple diamond plus, you know. Yeah. There's, I think there's one where someone comes and hits it for you. Oh, that would be great. That would be quite nice, like Josh. Yeah. Um, <laughs> Got to pay extra. That's most of the stuff. I guess in the digital world, Trackman launched a pro tour, which is pretty cool, called the Next Gen, it's the Next Generation Pro Tour, where you go, you sign up, and there's 250 entrants, I think it's maybe a hundred bucks. There's a prize fund of $120,000 and you get, they, they pick a course and you get a week to go and play your tournament on that course. I think that's pretty sick. 18 holes for 120 grand uh, prize fund. Very sick. How would that be regulated? How well, do you know? You log in and that's it and you go and play. Like, I, right. I guess, I wonder, like for instance, like, could we get Josh come hit the dry T-shirt? Well, this is what I'm saying. Someone yeah. hit the iron shot. So I guess why not? Like if you're, if you're smart enough to go and do that. Like, yeah. And I suppose you've got to split the, the winnings. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah. Yeah. Interesting though. Fancy it? It. Yeah. <laughs> but you could have done that on a combine test. Yeah. Yeah. Which would have money on on the line as well, right? Monthly yeah. money on that. Yeah, yeah, there was like a, a whoever the most the highest score at the end of the month got. Yeah. Was it a hundred grand? I don't know, it's fifty or something like that, wasn't yeah. it? Maybe. I, I mean, ultimately, it's it's great advertising for TrackMan. Yeah. And, you know, as long as it's a legitimate score, if there were three or four people, like you say, those three or four people have got to split it. If yeah. it's one guy, good for you, you're getting it yeah. all. Like, yeah. it doesn't really matter. It takes it, it takes a good putter out of play, I think. Yeah. question I have, if there's 250 people and it's 18 holes and the putter, as I understand it, it's like it's automatic inside six feet, gimmies or something like that. It's an average. I think when you hit the green, it gives you an average, um, average putts you'd have from that distance. So everyone gets yeah. the same. So it's not like when you play at the moment where 
I can hit it three feet, you hit it six feet, and it gives you the putt and doesn't give me the putt. No, it's not. It would be like one point something. Right, So okay. you would have like 1.2 putts from that distance. I was going to say, because like otherwise, 1.8 putts. 250 people, there's going to be like 30 people who shoot 63. Yeah. Like how would they sort that out? But yeah. if it's done on decimals, like a, yeah, yeah, decimals, that makes sense. Yeah, so there probably won't be any playoffs or like that. Yeah, no, I don't think so. That's pretty cool. You going to have a go at that? I would love to have a go at that. If you can get I said to you, didn't I? It sold out really quick, didn't it? It went really quick. Yeah, I yeah. didn't realise. I would, ha- I would happily do that. Yeah, Mark, would you? In your wheelhouse somewhere? I, I, I think I've got to get back bucks. into it. Yeah, I mean, it, it's worth a go, isn't it? It'll throw away, man. I've just got to get back into it. Similar to the bag setup, like for me, I'm dedicated to getting back into it for me this year. So I'll stick with what I've got. But the idea of new clubs is, is starting to excite me somewhat. But go. I'll get back into it. Come back from, from raves. <laughs> so, yeah, we'll, we'll round it up. I've been lucky enough to get a couple of new hats from Mark. We were chatting earlier. They're not on the, not quite for sale yet, but it will be. Get a lot of people texting me or asking me if there's going to be hats for sale. We'll work on that, will we? Yeah, hundred yeah, percent. We'll, we'll get that. them out to people. We've just got to set it all up correctly. But um, yeah, there's, there's some good gear out there. It's certainly, uh, and it will be made available very soon. A little bit of bear tiger merch. And uh, I think if there's nothing else to, to work on, we'll be back next week. We've got PJ tour golf back this week, the century down in Hawaii. If you get a moment, go on YouTube and roll it back to Tiger and Ernie L's playoff from back in the day before watching Sunday and realise how average everybody is compared to those boys then. Um, but yeah, look forward to chatting to you boys probably next week. Yep. Perfect, yeah. Let's do it. All right. Everyone have a good week and uh, like, subscribe and follow. Cheers. <laughs>